I have an important announcement for you before today's episode. The doors of our in-person money and wellness event is now open. I'm so excited. Listen up. If you're a woman physician and 2024 is the year that you've said you want to make sure you grow your money and your wealth and your life, this is the event you do not want to miss. It's going to be me, you, and an intimate group of women physicians in person May 17th to 19th in Atlanta. It is going to be fun. You're going to learn. There's going to be transformation and you are going to grow your network and build even deeper relationships. I cannot wait to see you there. So go to moneyfitmd.com forward slash W-Y-C. This is the event you've been waiting for. I cannot wait. See you in May in Atlanta. Hi, Dots. I'm Dr. Latifah. I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way, we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode with Dr. Latifat. I am so glad that we are here today. I have a, an amazing episode that I believe is going to help so many physicians. So if you're finding us for the first time, if we finding each other for the first time, welcome to my world. I'm Dr. Latifat. I'm a physician and I help women physicians learn how to have money and really build wealth from the inside out. So Today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about something that I believe is going to help so many of us, so many of you guys. So if you look at data for physicians and burnout, the data is like crazy, crazy, crazy. Many physicians in 2023, 2024 are employed. And if you, there's nothing wrong with being an employed physician, but then if you look at the level of dissatisfaction that you see among employed physicians, it is pretty high, right? What I found is that there is almost an epidemic or its own pandemic or whatever emic you want to call it of burnout and the sense of being trapped in medicine. I cannot tell you guys how many physicians I met even before we took a travel sabbatical who thought that they could not have a business as an employed physician, even within the same system that I worked. I cannot tell you how many physicians are like, I wish I could take time off, even two months, three months to travel would be a miracle, right? And what I'm finding is that there's just this culture of being trapped in medicine that I think is such a disservice to us and a disservice to our patients. Part of the reason why I believe this to be true is that I believe the best physicians that will take care of patients at the highest extent, at the highest level, without worrying about consequence, are those that are not feeling trapped, right? And it's not because people that are feeling trapped are bad. It's just they're human. And by human, we have human psychology, which is when we feel trapped, we're not, we're barely surviving, we're not living out loud, we're not living or practicing medicine, 
with our hearts and our patients can tell the difference. Trust me, they can, you know, they can, right? It's not just about what we say. It's about the energy that we have. It's about how we say it. It's about how we think they think we're invested in them or not invested in them, right? So if we want to change medicine, if we want to improve culture of medicine for patients and for us, then it's going to be important for us to address this idea of being trapped. And if you haven't heard my journey or my story, a lot of what I do in terms of money, I mean, I learned over the last seven, eight years. I did not know any of the stuff that I talk about now. And the reason why I started learning them for myself was because I did not want to be trapped. I always wanted to have a choice. I did not ever want to think that my kids shelter was dependent on whether someone disagrees with how I practice medicine or not. I want to be able to take care of my patients at the highest level of my integrity or ethics or whatever you want to call it. And money is a hundred percent, a huge part of that. I truly believe that if physicians had the money and the mindset, how would they think about money, the principles around money in order to be able to trust themselves and their ability to create money, it would change how we practice medicine. So it's not just about having money only. It's about everything else, how we think about it, our trust that we're provided for, our trust that will be provided for, our ability to believe that abundance is a birthright, that we all have access to money is something that we can all create. When we believe those things, it is going to free us and take us from being trapped as physicians to being free as humans. And so today's episode, I want to share some things with you guys that I believe is going to be really, really important for helping you as a woman physician, you as a person, be able to now go from being trapped to being free. Does that sound exciting to you? Because it sounds super duper exciting to me. <laughs> so what are some of the reasons why I believe that physicians are trapped? Honestly, I will tell you that not all of this is our fault. Some of this is really because of culture and how being a physician is being put on a pedestal. And so it's almost like everybody in their mama believes that as a physician, you've had it made. It doesn't matter if you're a resident or a fellow or an attending. The fact that you got that MD or DO or MBBS degree, it's like, ooh, you're a maid, Right. And so it almost seems like you're, you feel like you're crazy when you've achieved that and you're dissatisfied. When you've achieved that and you're like, but I'm working so crazy hours, I still don't have time to take care of myself. I still don't have time to spend with my family. I still don't have time to invest in relationships that matter to me. So it's like, what's the point of all this when I don't even have a life, <laughs> right? And you know, I, as physicians, we're huge in sacrificing. We have no problem sacrificing. I mean, we sacrificed and did the whole med school residency and fellowship. But when there is gratitude about the sacrifice that we've made, it makes it feel like it's worth it. Unfortunately, with the way healthcare system is, and sometimes as humans, what we tend to be entitled, it has led to decreased satisfaction for physicians because our patients don't appreciate what we do much anymore. And the administrative staff and the hospital systems also don't. So we're kind of like stuck in a pickle where you're like sacrificing all the stuff. But the people you're sacrificing for don't seem to see the value in what you're doing. Right. And so there is definitely feeling of being trapped. There's also feeling of being like just not satisfied because 
the you're not getting the value, the thank you value, the oh, I'm, I appreciate what you're doing value that you expected that you'd get for the things that you do, right? You're working after hours, you're waking up at three o'clock to chart, you're showing up at work two hours before, you're barely seeing your kids, you're missing so many dinners, and it doesn't have to be that way, by the way. It doesn't have to be that way, right? So some of the reasons why we as physicians feel trapped has to do with that. The societal pressure, the societal expectation that you should be happy, you should be made, but you're getting paid well. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that you're, you don't know. Like, in fact, I was running ads recently and someone posted on there, I was like, let me get this. You're only teaching people that are wealthy how to have money. And I'm like, everybody thinks physicians are wealthy and that's part of why we don't ask for help. Yes, we'll make an income, but income does not equate wealth. It's what you now use, like the income is the raw material that you now have to plant in to create wealth, right? But because of what society thinks, it actually worsens our sense of being trapped. We don't ask for help. We are worried that people are going to think we're crazy and greedy because you should be happy and you're not, right? So that's number one. Number two is there's a fear of the unfamiliar right? You Maybe you've been working with the whole arrival fallacy and you thought that when you get here, suddenly a light is going to come from heaven that is going to be like joy to the world, <laughs> right? And you have so much joy and happiness and fulfillment. And now you've accomplished all that and you're not getting the joy to the world, right? You're not getting the all the song and bells and whistles that you thought you were going to get. And there can be fear of the unknown. So sometimes people would rather hold on and stick to what feels familiar, what feels comfortable, what they know, then risk the chance of success by experiencing or that comes through experiencing what they don't already know. So that can cause for physicians to feel trapped, okay? The other one is living a life that we cannot afford. I have to talk about that part. And again, this has to do with delayed gratification. This has to do with societal expectations. But what ends up happening is, well, like, I expect that as a physician, I should blah, blah, blah. And because you think you should, when that does not happen, that becomes like almost like a, a frustration in the misalignment between what you expect and what you're having and what you create and what you're seeing, right? So not being able to live the life you want is not something that is conceivable for you. Like you just want to be able to enjoy the life you have, which I get. But you also want to be able to like afford everything. And, you know, I always remind people that affording everything is definitely like a me, right? Like no matter how much money you have, you may not be able to buy a country, right? You may not be able to have your own country. So there always is going to be something that you cannot have, you cannot buy potentially, right? But as physicians, when we have created that life, of overindulgence, we can be so afraid of what would happen if we don't experience that, that it can lead to being trapped. It's the same feeling as you would have if you are someone that was eating a lot of sugar and now you're worried about the crash that would happen if you did not have sugar, right? So some of this stuff can really lead to us feeling trapped in medicine. And this can have such huge consequences because if you look at the data on even things like mental health and things like suicide among physicians and how we are one of the highest risk groups right but 
people are surprised by that because they don't understand and they don't see that that's a possibility. But then when you talk to physicians who have loved ones that are also physicians that have lost their lives, not all of them had a history of mental health issues before. And so there's that evidence of or that experience of being trapped that can definitely have powerful consequences, including loss of life through suicide. I was invited recently, um, I was interviewed recently by another physician who was sharing her own experience through her own mental health struggles. And she said, Latifat, not having the finances or not believing that I had the ability financially to be able to be free was part of why I was trapped and thought it would maybe easier for me to just hurt myself, right? So I don't want us to underestimate the power of being trapped, but also the opposite, the, the joy, the freedom of being free. And that's what I want to share with you guys today. So what are some tips that can be very helpful for physicians that may already feel trapped, or maybe you're like me, you're afraid you will be trapped. And so you wanted to start taking actions that will help you be free. So one of that is the understanding, number one, that you cannot live your life the way everybody wants you to and expect to be free. Because as a system, as a culture, our culture is not built to help people be free, unfortunately. It's built to help people be stuck living paycheck to paycheck, dependent on the stimulus of someone paying them in order to feel good, right? It doesn't help you trust yourself or your mind or your ability to create money or build on a belief that abundance is your birthright. It's like, no, you have to earn it. You have to deserve it. If you don't earn it, if you don't deserve it, you're not going to get it, right? Which is very different from I was born with it. Like I was born to have that. And I guess there are things I need to do in order to harvest it. But that energy is really different. The energy of harvesting is very different from the energy of I don't deserve it. I don't have it. I have to go out and earn it. One is a grind and a hustle. And one feels more like you open the door, you open the window and you can harvest. And then you can get one feels easier, smoother, less hectic on your body, less hiking up a mountain, but more of like walking on a flat surface. Does that make sense? Right? So number one is going to be understanding that and unsubscribing from the traditional teachings of money, the traditional teaching about wealth. Number two is going to be stopping the excuses that you may be given already on why you haven't created what you want to create. So for a lot of physicians, we think that the reason why we don't have what we want yet is because we just aren't earning enough yet. And there's an element of that that may be true. However, what I tell people is it's not just about what you're earning, it's what you're doing with it that matters. And, you know, I was talking with a physician recently. By the way, I'm recovering from a cold. So if my voice sounds a little bit crockety, scratchy, scorpy, it's because of that. Um, but I was speaking with a physician recently who was surprised to find out that she was earning more clinically than my husband and I were when I was working near full time. And she was worried about her income. And I wasn't because I've learned how to make my money work for me. I've learned how to amplify my money. I've learned what I call know my money, um, which, by the way, is something that I want to teach more and more physicians how to know their money. But for me, learning those things and knowing those things 
made my money amplify for me and I could have freedom even though she did not have freedom. Do you get it? So again, I want to make sure I'm clear. Number one is unlearning what culture has taught us, right? Realizing that traditional way of teaching is only going to lead to being stuck, to be honest, and being trapped, right? And then number two is going to be unlearning this part of thinking that our income only is what is going to create freedom. No, your income and how you use it is what creates freedom, not just your income only, okay? Number three is going to be adjusting our expectations about our own lives and what it means to be rich. People assume that being rich is like driving the fanciest cars, um, you know, having the bells and the whistles, living in a huge home and all that good stuff. And that can be true in terms of like you being able to dr drive whatever you want. However, I think about richness as having true freedom, the freedom to walk, the freedom to live life on your terms, the freedom to walk more or not like the freedom to use your voice, it's the freedom to impact generations, the freedom to diversify your income source. That's what I refer to as being rich. And so you have to redefine that part for yourself because if you don't redefine it for yourself, you're only going to be incorporating what you've been taught traditionally, which is only going to lead you to even being more trapped. Okay. The next one is going to be diversifying your income. Diversify, diversify, diversify. And, you know, I was speaking with the women physicians in my program recently where, you know, I did this conversation about taxes and how to optimize their taxes. And we're talking about how the tax code is written for business owners, for real estate investors, and how we can sit down and complain about everything, all we want, or we can learn and we can leverage, right? So for you, diversifying means learning how to leverage your time, your attention, the money that you have, and also sometimes other people's money as well, in order to create a win for you and also create a win for themselves, right? Because ultimately, if you are not diversified, if you put in all of your eggs in one basket, regardless of how smooth or, or flashy that basket may look, you are literally are exposing yourself to increased risk as you go forward. What do I mean by that? If you're someone that like all you do is real estate and you're doing real estate in one city only, you're limiting yourself to the demographics, the socioeconomics of that zone only. As opposed to if you invest in multiple states or you invest in multiple cities, you can see how the microeconomics in one may not affect another one, right? So diversifying is definitely not just about like clinical and outside of clinical only, but even like the same thing you're doing, whether that be like um, investing in real estate and being able to do that outside of your own individual market. I hope that's making sense. So just to summarize, being trapped in medicine is something that is super duper common. You're not the only person that's been affected by this. However, whether you choose to stay trapped or not, that's up to you. If you don't change the things that we've talked about, it is most likely going to continue and persist. But if you want to change it, it is very, very, very possible and it's very doable. One thing that we have coming up, depending on when you listen to this, is the Know Your Money More Challenge. This is a challenge specifically for women physicians. You have to be MD, a DO, or MBBS, or DMD in order to participate. And what it is, is over five days, we're going to be going through training together. 
where I teach you different aspects of being able to make your own finances successful, right? It's going to be discovering the real reason why you're not accomplishing the freedom that you know that you deserve. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not sexy. It's not, you know, sterile or any of this other stuff, but it is doable. It is possible. It can be effective. And I want to show you how. And the way that I'm doing that with this challenge that I'm offering is we're going to have a VIP option, which is where we're going to be teaching the first hour. And then the second hour is going to be Q&A and coaching only for the VIP people. So if you want general admission, you can be part of general admission. It's $97 for that. You can go on my website, moneyfeedmd.com forward slash FLP, like friends, Lima, Paul. And you will see both options of normal registration versus VIP registration. With the VIP registration, which is the one that I highly, highly recommend, it is slightly more expensive at $2.97 or so compared to the normal one. However, the beauty is that we are going to make sure that you are getting some bonuses that's not available for the general admission, but also you're going to get coached. You're going to get some additional trainings as well. Um, but if you don't want the VIP, then you can definitely sign up for the regular. And when you sign up for the regular, we'll make sure that you get the value of your money as well from it. And by the way, for those that are signed up for VIP, if after the VIP, you realize that you didn't get as much value as you thought you would, then make sure you send us a message. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. And we'll help you learn how you too can learn how to augment, learn how to know your money, learn how to have freedom. Okay? And the way you find out more information, you go to moneyfeedmd.com forward slash FLP, or you can go to this website. It is knowyourmoneymorechallenge.com. Again, knowyourmoneymorechallenge.com or moneyfeedmd.com forward slash F as in Frank LP. So I hope this is helpful. Thank you guys for listening. If you know any other women physicians that would benefit from this, be sure to share and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye.